Hey, Trump Mafia fans, welcome to a new episode of Trump Mafia. We're going to do things a little differently today. There's been so much news, obviously, and so much to cover that we're going to try and just get through all of the greatest hits of the day, if you will. I'm Rick Phillips. I produce the show with Don Sikorsky, and I'm going to turn the uh, mic over to Don. Don, how do you feel about all this uh, Trump news the past couple weeks and the indictment that just occurred the other day? Well, I have a few thoughts, feelings about all of this, right? And normally I sit down and I write these episodes. I come up with a script. And for me, you know, as as the listeners know, we haven't put out an episode in a long time. And I think that's for a number of distinct reasons. First and foremost, what I think is being missed here, or maybe not, you know, I'm trying not to ingest so much news these days, is one simple fact. And I only speak from experience in my past of having sat in on federal criminal trials. Now, for lay people out there, what they have to understand is, is if you're charged with a crime and say that crime is a sexual assault or even the stuff that Trump has dealt with in the past where it's going through these state courts, state courts are a little bit different than federal courts. And they're definitely different than the federal courts of a Southern district in New York or the high profile sort of platform of Washington, D.C., or even Miami, where this other case is going to play out. Right, Rick? And and the thing about this is, is the best of the best, the brightest of the brightest in terms of people who are on this career path in the legal profession um, to be all stars. These are the people you're dealing with in the federal criminal justice system. Now, what I've seen in the federal criminal justice system versus the state system and what Trump is up against is he's up against prosecutors who will do anything and everything to win. I've seen federal prosecutors cheat. I've seen federal prosecutors lie. I've seen federal prosecutors fabricate witnesses and testimony and confidential informants. And I say this to say that this is all on the table against Trump. Don't don't be stupid here and think this isn't on the table. Now, secondarily to that, this is a fact. If you are indicted in the federal criminal justice system, it is a 90%. Now, I'm not making that number up. 90% chance that you are going to be found guilty and most likely spend some time in jail. So if you look at what's going on with Trump, why I think this time is different versus all the other times and the contention that I started with back when we started Trump Mafia was until this guy was indicted at the federal level nothing was going to happen to him. Well, guess what? It's happening right now. So I say that to say, I think the stakes are very high here. I think Trump and his team know the odds are against them with two federal criminal trials. 
I don't know enough of what's coming out of Georgia and what that's going to be. Uh, they're saying it's a RICO case, which, again, if you know anything about that prosecutor, she loves RICO cases down in Atlanta. You know, this is the woman who has this huge hip hop RICO case going on right now against Young Thug and all of his guys. Um, there's another Rico case that she's brought against some of these like sort of hip hop adjacent street gangs, right? So Fannie Willis loves the Rico. She loves to play with the Rico. And this is what I'm hearing that this case is going to be against Trump. So just put this in your head. He's fucking going to have two federal criminal trials and possibly a Rico case at the state level in Georgia. And the only way he can get out of this is become the president of the United States, which I can't believe I'm even saying this. He has a legitimate shot. So when I look at the news, you know, it's funny. I think we're back on CNN or, or, or we're back when, I, when you watch CNN that it's Trump network 24 hours a day. They, they know that he rates, right? And when they brought in Chris Licht and, and um, uh, fucking David Zasloff and this whole merger, right? They were like, well, we're going to get away from reporting on Trump. We're going to get away from all of this craziness and try and go down the middle. And that didn't fucking work. It almost broke the network. So they're back all over Trump 24 hours a day. If you turn on CNN... We could have a fucking tsunami in the middle of America and they would be talking about something dumb with Trump. So we're back there. We're back to him leading in the polls. We're back to him decimating the Republican field and no one gives a shit. And so for me, I, I, I struggle to sit down and write an episode in a fucking country where we have a president who has more indictments than a hip hop street gang. I mean, and that's 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 saying something. It, it, it's fucking crazy. Well, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to I just because you, you covered a lot there and I just wanted to maybe parse some of it. First and foremost, why don't you explain to people what a RICO charge is and why that's so significant? And even historically, as you said, uh, you know, with Gotti or even Capone. Well, I mean, the RICO was created to go after the mob and, and the RICO statue is sort of simplistic in a way that they want to create a hierarchy of a criminal organization. And within that criminal organization, they then have what's called predicate acts. So, for example, if you're going after the mob and you create a RICO case against the Gambino crime family, the predicate acts of that could be murder. It could be narcotics. It could be extortion. It could be loan sharking. Um, and so at a, at a RICO trial, what the prosecutors do is they tell you a story of how this criminal organization worked. Now, when I think about that in the context of, of what happened in Georgia around the election, you have to make the assumption that Trump is at the top of this hierarchy and then the people underneath him or someone like a Rudy Giuliani or whoever he had working for him 
on the ground in Georgia trying to overturn these election results. I think, if I'm being honest with you, if I look at the dance card for him, if I'm Jack Smith and you know I'm sitting at the top of the throne here as this criminal prosecutor in a federal case, I almost would tell Fannie to back off. I tell her, listen, take your RICO case, file it, you know, after we're done, let's focus on these federal indictments and going up against uh, um, what what will be probably the Justice Department's top criminal lawyers. And again, I believe there's no way that he can beat two federal indictments. I think maybe he can beat one. I just don't believe he'll ever beat two federal indictments. <clears throat> well, let me ask you a question because that's a another interesting point. He's got so many uh, cases that are being filed now and being brought against him. What is, you know, you made the comment that he could actually still become president. There are those that say he will easily win the primaries and become the presumptive primary, but he'll never get through the generals. Do you you really feel that this like so how would it work that the guy is the president and they're still trying to prosecute him because isn't there some kind of you know immunity that you can't go after the president i i've i i it was funny you bring that up i was listening the other day um on cnn and someone brought that up and I believe, and I would have to look into this myself, I, I'm not aware or know enough about this, but I do believe that if you're a sitting United States president that I don't believe you can be federally indicted, I, I'd have to um, go and really research that. But at the end of the day, if Trump is put in office, you're talking about a wholesale do-over at the Justice Department, meaning I'm assuming he'll come in and clean the decks. Wipe them out. Uh, across every, you know, because if you look at, for example, when he came into office, you know, there was a guy named Jeffrey Berman that was running the Southern District. And Trump went in and, you know, got him out very quickly. Um this isn't this isn't something that any president I think has ever really had to even think about. Like, I don't think if you were to ask any of these presidents if they really at the end of the day were parsing who runs the Southern District or who runs, you know, the 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 U.S. attorneys in Miami, this would be, I think this would be an afterthought. They're always playing politics, but it wouldn't it wouldn't be what's going on now which is just staggering to think about and again you know for me i have this very unique and special experiences of having a dear friend of mine who signed me on as a paralegal and he was one of the top defense attorneys in the southern district in the eastern district and he gave me this front row seat for close to six years to show me how the federal system works and, you know, they, he always used to joke about this idea that it is it is hands down a rigged system. You know, no one in life wins 90 percent of anything. 
if you win 90% of anything, it's it's possibly or it's definitely rigged. So this is what he's up against. And again, I haven't looked at who his lawyers are in each of these cases and who he has retained. He seems to have 50 lawyers. Every time I turn on the news, it's like Takapina's representing him. They have all his ex-attorneys now who have become talking heads. So this is this is this is nuts. And what it reminds me of, and I was telling you this the other day, you know, back in the 80s, you know, John Gotti. He went through three federal trials, right, in the 80s. He had a guy named Bruce Cutler who defended him, this very flamboyant, flashy guy. And Gotti, in the 80s, he beat three federal indictments. Now, what has come to light now, years later, that it's spoken about, is the only reason that John Gotti beat three federal indictments during the 80s was Sammy the Bull Gravano was fixing juries and they were getting to juries and they were turning juries. Trump doesn't have that luxury. There's no way. Now, if you remember correctly, he beat the government three times. And on the fourth time, Sammy then <laughs> became an informant and testified against Gotti. And Gotti died in jail, a very horrible death of throat cancer in a prison hospital. And so, you know... I think that Trump is looking at a very dire fate here and I think he I think they're making no bones about the fact that his strategy now is to become president of the United States. And you know, obviously they're going to duke it out in in legal, you know, speak. And the other game that's going on here is when do these trials happen? You know, federal trials traditionally, because of all the motions that are filed on both sides of these cases, traditionally take a very long time to even get inside of a courtroom. So we're only, it's August 7th right now. When is the next election? November of, of 2024. So if you're really, you have a year and a few, a few months to go through two federal criminal trials. Just think about that in terms of timing, meaning does one have, do both of them happen before the election? Does one, one happen before the election? And then if he loses, another one happens or God knows what happens if he wins. I don't know. This is all, if, if you listen to all these talking heads that are a lot smarter than me, this has never happened before. Do you think that um, do you think that Trump's base is so strong that it's irrelevant over the next year or so um, any information that could come out that would sway them just to actually I, emboldens him right he's like he Trump is excited he's saying please give me a third third one every time you guys indict me I get stronger that's very true. And I think if you turn on the television and you pop back and forth between Fox News and, and let's call them the, the liberal networks, what's the interesting narrative that I've listened to? Because I, I sometimes I put on Fox News and want to kill myself, but I still listen to understand what exactly they're saying. And 
the the talking point I'm getting from Fox News is, yeah, give him another indictment. Give him another indictment. Um, this is great for him. He's raising more money. He's more popular than ever. And I understand that he might be more popular than ever. I think um, he's raising more money than ever to not only pay for his legal. I mean, I got an email, you know, wanting someone wanted me to contribute to his legal defense fund, which I think is just the dumbest thing. Just think about this. This is, and I'm sure there's people out there that are giving him. You know, a hundred here, two hundred here. But if you have millions of of people, just do the math on that, right? God knows where that money's going because he's known to not pay his lawyers. Um, but I argue, even these dumbass commentators on Fox do not understand the federal the the federal criminal justice system. And and this is another thing. You you know, you want to talk about money, and I know he's raising a, a huge amount of money. But to hire a top-level federal criminal defense attorney, you know, these guys' retainers are like half a million dollars to even get them in the room. And I'm sure they're not doing this for free. Maybe one of them is to get some press or media, if, if, if but I doubt it. So just think about those those legal bills and two federal indictments. I mean, they're asking for a third. Okay. That just increases the chances. So do you think that there's anybody, I know there was about, what, half a dozen people named in the uh, Jack Smith indictment as co-conspirators. Do you think that there's anybody within that crew, whether it's Giuliani, Eastman, I mean, even Pence now, that could, you know, quote unquote, flip and really I've- cause Trump some problems? So here's what's going to happen. Whoever is on that indictment, if they are uh, co-conspirators, I'm not sure how many are co-conspirators versus they're in the indictment mentioned. Um, but here's here's hands down what you will see happen. I have no doubt in my mind that if there is anyone on that indictment that is charged with a federal crime, the United States government is going to show up to their office or they're going to bring them to a nice little office and they're going to say, here's the deal. You're looking at a mandatory minimum of X, whatever that might be. If it's five years, 10 years, no one wants to go to federal prison. And every one of them are going to talk. Every one of them is going to cut a deal. There's not going to be one person that doesn't cut a deal. It happens every time in the any case that I've seen with the government and the mob, it happens anytime there's a one of these hip hop indictments lately. Everyone talks. The the code of no one talking is a is a lost art form that used to happen during the 80s and 90s, and that's gone. Everyone's going to talk. So, what you'll see over the course of the next 12 months is if anyone is named in that indictment. And has a chance to go to prison, they will become a cooperating witness or a, cooper- a cooperating informant in the case and testify against Trump. No doubt. All right. Well, listen. Let's uh, let's end on on sort of a little prognostication. What do you, if anything, do you think there'll be any interesting developments this week? I mean, who knows? You know, I I think for me, what I would 
like to see. They keep saying that this indictment is going to happen in Georgia. I mean, are you hearing that? Have you seen that in the news? They keep saying, oh, she's going to announce this, Rico. She's going to, you know... I think to me, out of all of them, that case is like a nothing. I think it goes nowhere in Georgia. Um, and I mean, the one thing I, I think I've heard this week that is interesting and I just it's not a prognostic. It's not a me saying, hey, this is going to happen. But I heard a, 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 a commentator who was inside the courtroom said that you know jack smith was in the courtroom sitting next to trump you know at the tables across from him and he was kind of smiling at trump and 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 looking at trump in a way and and i tell you what man the powers of united states attorneys and what they can do their power is unchecked in this country so if if Trump thinks that he's gone up against any enemies in his life that's going to be worse than an unchecked US attorney, he's got he's got it fucked up. He's in a bad spot. If this Jack Smith who who I don't know too much about, it sounds like this guy's operating like a fucking assassin behind the scenes and he's he's not really talking under than that press conference. And I would be scared if I was Trump. I'd be so scared. Well, you know, let's leave it at that. Let's see what happens this week. And uh, I'd like this. I like this kind of conversational uh, style. So maybe we'll bring it back for for next week if there's something to report. Sound good? Sounds good, sir. Let me know. We'll check back in maybe towards the end of the week and keep track of what's what's going on on the internet. All right. And everybody listening, Trump Mafia fans, if you like this new format, just uh, give us a review, give us a like, let us know. We appreciate it. Signing off from Trump headquarters.